What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have back, actually, we have back the first person um, that we've had in, a, it's been a long, long time, that we, actually, first time we have anybody back that's been on our podcast before, so we have the privilege of having our boy back on the podcast, the first one. Guys, he is labeled the world's number one sales trainer of 2021, founder of World Class Sales Agency, has trained over 1 million plus sales people globally. Guys, you already know who this is. Let's do it. Help us welcome the one and only Daniel G. We What's up, claps. baby? up in here. We need claps. Woo! Hey. Let's go. Up, We're going to have to post-edit those in there for you. <laughs> so, brother, what's up, man? Feeling good, man. I just moved down to the city. So, uh, you guys came out to my event. Spontaneous move down here. I decided why not kick it in Florida for a little bit. So... We had an event here in Miami in December. The event went well. You guys were at it. You guys have a fun time? Great time. It was great. Good. Great time. And uh, yeah, you know, just setting up shop here, setting up the businesses here. Super excited. So, dude, you obviously had, obviously had a success back home. Mm-hmm. What is it that now made you want to come over here? And now you're getting this shop ready out here to just start kicking ass. Man, your guys' population is much bigger than Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like... I, well, that's one of it, to be honest with you. Like, I'm always looking ways to, you know, increase my reach, right? A lot of my audience and supporters, people that follow me, um, people that want sales jobs, sales opportunities, a lot of them are in the States. Um, so I decided to know, you know what, let's set up some stuff here. Let's get, a, you know, an office going here. A lot of my connections are here. A lot more clients will be out here. You know, guys like you, you know, that have programs, courses, consulting, and the weather's better, dude. Like, you know? <laughs> can't beat that. Can't, can't beat, beat Florida that. weather. You can't beat that. You can't beat Florida weather. You can't beat Florida sunsets. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, and it's a lot easier to do the events here rather than going from Canada to come back to the States and go back to Canada because I'm always doing tours and 90% of the shows are in the States. It makes sense that, you know... I centralized myself here. Right? Totally. So. How, how is it that you grew your audience specifically down here? How'd you grow a massive audience? Well, you said States, yeah. but you know, yeah. you have a huge audience in Miami. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, nothing to do with that was strategical at all. Right. Like, I don't think there was any strategy behind. That's because Daniel G has a little Miami spice already. Yeah, that's what happened. I don't. There wasn't. I don't think there was like. I think that you know the teams and organizations that were training were heavy in Miami. It just so happened to be that the people here and the leaders here that were training in certain organizations they had you know big companies, large teams, large sales forces here down in Miami. So it just you know New York, Miami. It used to be like New York, California heavy. And then I felt like, you know, Miami's done a, like a huge shift uh, in terms of my audience, like big shift of my audience. I would say like at least 50, 60% of the audience is down here in Florida. That, dude, that's yeah. crazy. Well, that's yeah. nuts. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you right now, like. Well, I'm just, I'm just going online stats. Yeah, still, dude. Well, your just online stats are, your days. online stats are huge. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty good stats. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you the the crazy thing is, is that you know, with you know, and he will say, you know, Miami right now has grown so much. If if you saw Miami just what it was five, ten years ago, you'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know. So you know, I believe it. Especially so many more people moving down here from other places. Like we were talking before, you know, off camera, um, you know, for business, 
other reasons, you know, they're established or they're starting business, um, you know, investments. It just makes sense. It makes sense to be in a, you know, in a state that first of all, there's no state tax, you know, the weather's great all year long, you know, and you got beautiful people too. Now, let me ask you this, since you're here in Miami now, are you looking to hire people here in Miami to, to work yeah. with you? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have sales offices here. We we're just discussing it. I'll open up a sales agency office here in Miami, hire a bunch of salespeople from every walks of life, you know, do more events down here. So, yeah, for sure, 100%. Are you planning on modeling the same stuff you were doing in Canada down here, or are you approaching it in a yeah, completely same, different same way? Yeah, same way, same way. Yeah, the, the, the agency that we built out, we have systems where it could be duplicated and replicated in any single city, right? Um, so, yeah, same, same, same model that we have, you guys understand it. So, same model that we have in Canada can do the exact same thing here in Miami. Love that. So, yeah. Daniel, let's, let's bring it back. Let's rewind let's it because, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're very successful at what you do. You know, people from the podcast before have heard, you know, part of what we were talking about, your, your um, expertise and part of your story. But I want to bring it back for new listeners who maybe haven't heard that podcast, what is it that first got you into being the salesperson that you are, the tremendous salesperson that you are, and, you know, just acquiring all the success, man? You know, bro, for me, like, it was, I, I, I really, I guess, when I was young, I didn't see it as sales. I just had, like, no choice. So I always, I always said this. I see myself as a worker. I didn't see myself as a salesperson because I started in door-to-door sales. So I wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm going to become this sales guy. When my parents split up, I'm like, shit, I got to make a dollar, right? So I started, I, you know, there was an opportunity. It's just funny the way life works. Like I was in my high school at the time and probably grade 10, maybe grade nine. So I'm 14, right? I'm 14 years old and we're all going downstairs to lunch. And there's this sign, right? It, in the middle of the foyer, in the lobby. And it says, if you want to make 100 to $500 over the weekend, sign up here right? Like just sign up here if you want to make a hundred to five hundred dollars on the weekend. So it just goes to show like so many people, like, you know, we're walking by the sign, just walking by and I'm like, fuck, everybody's broke. And I know that like everybody's asking people for money and the sign says right there, a hundred to 500 people. But it just, this, this, this just, everybody's ignoring it. This is just, this is, that wasn't just high school. People do that right now. They're like, Hey, there's an opportunity. People walk by, right? Skeptics are everywhere. Cynical people are everywhere. So I got that good look and the good glance of it when I was 14 years old. I'm like, fuck, sign me. I don't know what the heck it is, but sign me up 100 to 500 bucks. I'm signing up to this thing. So I started a door-to-door sales job. That first weekend, I think I made exactly $970 on Saturday and Sunday. From then on, I was hooked. I was in door-to-door sales. I was doing aeration. um, And, you know, I did super well. I built up my own kind of like, and again, I didn't know I was in sales. I thought I was just- And a lot of it was self-taught too, right? Yeah, a lot of it was self-taught, but actually, you know, I picked up my first sales book when I was young. Like, I picked up How to Master the Art of Selling, I think when I was probably 16, 17, Brian Tracy's books when I was young, Zig Ziglar. And it's not like, you know, my dad was in real estate sales and in suit sales, so he would have these books. So when I was doing my sales gig, I would kind of look at it, right? I was a DJ too as well, so my DJ booth in my in the basement, right, was right above my dad's bookshelf. So that's as cool. I was DJing, right, trying to prep for the club, because I also used to be a DJ. I don't know if people know no, this. No, that, that you didn't bring up in yeah, the last yeah, one. Yeah, I used to, I used to rock right. clubs when I was like 15, 16, 17 at a young age. Used to sneak into clubs. So I used to be a DJ. I used to spin house music. I used to make my own beats. But I also used to be in sales. I was a hustler. I used to be in sales during the day. I would look up, though, my dad's, all of his books were there. So, like, I grabbed my first book when I was, like, 15, my first sales book. And... uh 
yeah, man, I would study sales, the whole sales cycle when I was young. Like, how, you know, how do you build a report with somebody? How do you have a conversation? How do you qualify people? You know, how do you, how do you close somebody? How do you follow up with somebody? I was learning that at like 15, 16. And at that age, when you're learning shit and you're 15, 16, you're a fucking sponge. You know what I mean? Like by 20, I felt like I already went to the university of sales and I never stopped learning it. Right. Same. So I went, I went into, I got into a bad period, which was like college and university, I say, because I should have fucking stuck with sales. I, I was in that for about a year. I le- when I left college and university at like the age of 20. You took a hit on the sales stuff that you were doing. Yeah. Like I stopped, I stopped sales for like a year. Right? Oh, so you completely stopped. Yeah, because, you know, I was in a business program. And then I had a prof say, if you wanted to make six figures coming to this program, you're in the wrong place in the wrong program. I'm like, beat it. I'm done. But then I just got back in sales and I studied sales. The moment I got back into sales, I was in a B2B sales job. I went back to studying sales, right? And the problem with salespeople is they feed off of their charisma and good attitude. But that only takes you so far. That may take you to a $100,000 paycheck. You know, that's not going to take you to two fifty. A year, 350 a year, half a million a year, good charisma, good attitude. No, like you're gonna have to study the strategy behind it as well, right? Yeah. So, um, so I was mixing in, you know, the work and the sales. I was in a B2B sales job, listening to every podcast I could get my hands on. I was going to the seminars, taking my commissions, investing into coaches. Um, and yeah, yeah. Powerful, man. I think a lot of people don't understand the, uh, the importance of investing themselves constantly and frequently. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people just yeah. push that to the side yeah. and now I'll figure this out on my own. Uh-huh. And, and you know what's interesting, dude? Because there's so many fucking distractions now, right? It's like, I've been saying this for so long. So many people, they like, let's just say entrepreneurs, for example, they get into business, right? And this is what starts to happen. They get into business and they're working hard and they have some sort of money now coming in. So they have this like, they have this income coming in five, $10,000 a month. But because there's so many fucking distractions online and they read this book, you need seven sources of income to become a millionaire, right? And they're like, oh, okay, I need to diversify right away, right? So they're like, okay, let me go invest in this and let me go invest in that and let me go invest in this. When they forgot that the main thing is the main thing is to build this fucking, this business as a well-oiled engine machine and it's to take every buck and throw it back into the business. That, but the thing is, is because they haven't sold themselves on the business, they haven't sold themselves on being a multi-million dollar business owner, and they read a fucking book that sold them out of that where they're like, go invest in real estate and go invest in Bitcoin when they should have been taking their money. But since they didn't sell, you're never going to outperform the person that you think you are inside of your own head. So in business, if you don't see yourself as a multi-million dollar owner or, or somebody that owns a big corporation because you just run this little online business, you will never take that $10,000 paycheck at the end of the month and go hire an assistant, a social media manager, a marketer, outsource a salesperson. You'll never do that because you're never gonna outperform the person. And I went through this as well in the beginning stages. You're never gonna go invest back into your company. You're gonna get distracted. You're gonna go spend $5 on this investment, $1,000 on that investment, $5,000 on this investment, instead of focusing like, hey, my investment are my people. My investment are the systems, operations inside of my business. Until this fucking shit is pumping money left, right, and center, then I could take those funds and go invest in somewhere else. People have to watch where they're getting their information from. When they say seven sources of income to become a millionaire, whoa, 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 whoa. Watch the guy that's saying it. The guy that fucking saying that quote, seven sources of income to become a millionaire, has probably already made seven figures inside of his business, focused on his business for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, then took that income and went to go diversified into a second business, a third business, a fourth business, a fifth business. But nobody's saying, okay, what did that guy do for the first 20 years of his career? 
That's what nobody's talking mm-hmm. about. Everybody just likes putting the fucking quote up on Instagram, but it's like, okay, but how did, how, how did that guy have the, the funds? Like you, you, you have to build this thing up, you know, this empire up and then kind of fucking diversify, you know? It's a problem. People get way too distracted. They're like on the right track and they're like, okay, let me diversify. And they spread themselves out too thin. And then the business that could have succeeded because they haven't sold themselves on it, they lose. So what do you think is the best investment you ever made in your business? You this personally. shit, dude. Like this, you know, offices, people, systems, putting back into marketing inside of my business. You know, people, systems, operations, marketing for my own business. So for anybody that's stuck in their business right now, they have some capital, they've, they've made some money. They're not necessarily like, they're, they're, they're not really putting it in the right places, let's say. They're spreading themselves out, mm-hmm. right? What would you tell that person to look at first and, and what would you tell them to attack with that money first into their own business? I mean, yeah, first I think, you know, you have to hire people and take care of people. That's the first thing, you know, because there's no... Like, there's no self-made millionaire. So it's like, okay, what's the goal? Oh, I'm self-made bullshit. There's mm-hmm. no self-made millionaire. There's like, you know, you know for a fact, okay, if you're on anybody that has made seven figures, you had an assistant beside you, you had a marketer beside you, you had a couple salespeople beside you. It just goes to prove it's like, okay, so if, if the first investment is like, let me invest into people, then let me take care of people, and then let me invest my time and energy into those individuals. Because you take care of people, people take care of your business. That's yeah. the way business works, right? We understand mm-hmm. that. So it's like you grow people, people grow the business. So the first thing is, you know, take care of people, train your people, which is important. And if you can't do that, get somebody else to train your people. Hire somebody else to train you. If you have salespeople and you're not the best sales, hire a sales coach to train your people, right? Um, yeah, I think, I think people are number one. I think, you know, systems, operations, of course, marketing, right? Um, social media this you know organic content podcast so why do a lot of people yeah. work backwards sometimes what do you mean saying like why do a lot of people end up going that first route of thinking that they have to start moving their money in all these different places because right the away. distractions like you, you they don't believe it. in themselves exactly if that's the first thing and mm-hmm. then when you don't you get distracted like i said right like the moment you're like okay, I don't know if my business is gonna be sustainable. So there is option Bs inside of people's mm-hmm. head. So that safety net game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I think any true bred entrepreneur doesn't have the fucking maybe mindset. I think any true bred entrepreneur is like, okay, when, when, when you make something a must, your subconscious does everything and anything to fucking get it done. It's like when you owe somebody- It's like there's an A, there's no B. Yeah. Like it's a fucking A. Yeah. Like it's like if you owe somebody at the end of the month 50 bucks, you owe a cell phone bill 250 bucks and you know you have to pay it and there's no fucking option B, your subconscious does everything and anything to get the 250 bucks. You go sell a pair of shoes, you go ask somebody for money, you go do this, you go do this, because there's no maybe. So the problem is that when people get into business and they don't sell themselves on the fact of being a multi-million dollar owner, anytime you even get close, it's going to kick you back down because you haven't sold yourself. You're never going to outperform the person. How do you start rewiring that thought process for, the, for anybody out there who's going through that? How do you get them to rewire that way of thinking? You mean, you mean to sell yourself on the business? And your own business, to believe in truly your own business that that is your sole thing. That's what you need to focus on and put everything back into. Listen, I mean, you know, to me... First of all, I have all the capabilities that you guys have. When I was growing up and building my business and I would look at people, right? I would catch myself sometimes and be like, all right, let me idolize that guy and let me idolize that guy, right? And then I would just look at them. I'm like, this guy fucking takes a shit. I take a shit. <laughs> facts. Straight up facts. What the fuck? Everybody takes a shit. You, you know, like, 
This guy goes to bed, I go to bed. This guy walks, I can walk. This guy can talk, I can talk. We are an equal opportunity here. So the first thing is like, what sell myself? Like you're a human, I'm a human. I got the same capabilities, but the moment you put other individuals, like they're super human or that you put them on a pedestal, it's when you lose. Cause then you're like, okay, like it would be nice to be half of Daniel. You fucking lost. Like just why, why, why are you, why are you idolizing me? Just be like, yo, I, man, you're amazing. I appreciate you. You inspire me, but I just want to let you know at one point, I'm going to overtake you, Daniel. I'm going to kick your ass. And that's the whole point of business. Like, you know yes. what I mean? It's like, hey, I'm grateful for you. I'm inspired by you. But you're not, you're not like some superhuman. You're just Daniel. What, that's, the way, what, that's when everything shifted for me. When I started looking at people, I'm like, this guy's fucking human. We went through the same events just in different detail. You go look back at people's stories, 99% of these fucking millionaires and people having successful businesses, they all started from the bottom. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's the first thing. I'm like, listen, I'm a human. They're a human. And what about culture? So when you're bringing in people into your organization, what are you looking for? It's like, hey, this is the guy I got to invest in. Uh, man, willingness, hunger, and desire. It's like, you know, you bring in people into organizations. Everybody's like, oh, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Everybody talks a big fucking game. And, and the problem is this. I think there's two spectrums of it. One, people hire based on talk. And it, and it really doesn't matter because, you know, you – you can't judge somebody when they come into the organization, think they're going to be good or think they're going to be bad because you can only filter out hunger and desire when they start selling inside of the business, right? Like you can only filter out willingness and, and you know, like whatever it is when they're starting to be in the organization, we never know who's going to fucking work hard, right? And especially if it's sales, like sales is a volunteer sport half the time, like we're paying commissions, right? So, so at the end of the day, it's like, some people judge way too early on. So they're like, okay, you know what? I think that, that guy's going to be good because he had a good sales mm -hmm. career before. That social media girl's going to be good because she did this, blah, blah, blah. She's going to be good inside of my business. But it's almost like you got to bring everybody in, right? The cash clerk, this person, this person, this person, and just see who has the most hunger and the most desire to freaking learn that comes inside of the business, right? So it's like, if you, it's like you bring in, then you filter. You don't filter, then bring in. It's like you bring in, then you filter, right? And, and now to answer the culture question. So that was like a, the, the way culture is this. You make everybody, right? You don't make anybody feel more important or less important based on who they are and what they can achieve. Everybody is equal and that is culture. You treat everybody equal. That is culture. You kiss everybody where they're at. That is culture. You love everybody where they're at. That's culture. Just because somebody doesn't produce or doesn't have the skill sets as somebody else it's not like you bash that other individual it's like hey i'm gonna kiss you and just be grateful for you being part of our team calls for you being part of supporting with this because the the whole building everybody needs to play their part not everybody should be the a totally. winner inside of totally. thing it's like the building's fucking built because the bricklayers were there the engineers were there the architects were there you know the project managers were there and you just got to kiss people where they're at and eventually and this is why that's important the reason I think why, because everybody needs like a shot at bat inside a business, right? Salespeople. It's like, if you judge way too quickly, maybe you're like, fuck this person. I'm not going to give them attention. I'm not going to love them. I'm not going to give them no recognition outside of my calls. How do you know there might be a point in that person's life where something so fucking bad happened? Because in life, 
people start peaking when they're weak. So they start working a lot harder. They start looking at the opportunity a lot more when something bad happens mm-hmm. in their life. That's just human instinct. We have a lot more urgency when we break up, when we lose our job, when something happens. So there may be a time in that person's life where fuck, they just, you know, they just went through a bad breakup. They can't pay their bills and they're inside of your organization and you weren't loving them the whole fucking time, they're gonna leave. But if you were loving them the whole time and you know, you were kissing them where they're at and they just, they're weak at this point, and they're inside of your vehicle and your operation, right? Or your organization. Well, now because you love them where they're at, now they can fucking work. They, you know, they, they're gonna put in all the work because you know when they peak, when they're weak, they start peaking, I say. So like, to me, it's like culture is loving everybody where they're at, realizing that it's a timing game, right? Maybe Janice doesn't wanna work the sales right now and it's volunteer to bring in leads or whatever the case is. But at one point or another, something happens in her life. Now she needs to fucking do it. And I'm the first opportunity right there. Mm. And I, you probably heard me say this on social media. It's just, that's the same thing about culture and consistency. I'm like, wouldn't it fucking suck? Because people was like, oh, consistency builds trust. Yes, of course. Posting builds trust with your audience. I get it. Like, you know, your audience has to see you a million fucking times before they give you a dollar. But at the same time, you know, if this is my example about consistency, what happens is this. People are like, okay, let me post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they take off, and then they go Monday, and then they have this whole consistent thing. I'm like, imagine this. This is like one day can change your whole fucking life and business. I'm like, imagine you posted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you just kept on doing it for 28 days straight, right? And then you got a little bit exhausted, and you're like, oh, I don't see results because you don't see nobody responding to your post. Nobody's liking your post, blah, 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 blah. So you're like, fuck the live streams, fuck the reels, fuck the TikToks, and then on the 29th, Michelle, the manager that just got fired, is on social media scrolling. Daniel didn't post on the 29th. She didn't see me there, but the same guy in the same industry made a post and she went to him and I lost out on my best salesperson, yeah. right? Because I wasn't, I wasn't posting that day. That would freaking suck. That's the point of consistency. So it's like, it's also, it's always a timing game. Like, like I wish people can understand this. Some companies, Telemarketing companies suck. I always say this. I'm like, telemarketing companies suck. How do they stay in business? Mm-hmm. Because they play their fucking timing game. It's not that they're the best salespeople. They know one out of 170 people might need their fucking lights fixed or their ducks clean. So they'll and jump they're in. just like, oh my God, I needed my lights fixed yeah. today. 169 people said no because the guy on the other end or the girl on the other end was never fucking trained and she sucks in sales. But the 170th person said, oh my God, you're a blessing. I needed my lights fixed and doesn't even give a fuck about how good the salesperson is on the other end. It's a timing game. You know what I mean? Like when people need it and you're the first person there, boom. It's like the real estate agent that's so mo- act, most active, the person that's most active in business that keeps posting their signs up and blah, blah, blah. And I, now I need to sell my home. Well, the first ad that I might see as I'm driving my car might just win my freaking business. But I drove by that ad for the last five years. They didn't need it. Imagine he took it off on Monday <laughs> and then Monday I sold my home and Tuesday I'm looking for an agent and now it's not there anymore. It used to be Richard and now it's Chanel. And now I shop with Chanel. And then he's like, oh man, this marketing thing isn't working. Is that one, so that one stop. <laughs> Anyways. It, it's I true. To drill it's the powerful. The it's audience, powerful you know? and it's true, man. It's because, true. It, and they also have that same, what is that, uh, That um, you've seen it on Instagram, that mine, the, they got the miners, the guy that's mining all the way through the, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, like through digging, the cave. Digging, and then oh. the, the diamond's right there. And uh-huh. you got one guy three that quit halfway. That guy's literally just three yeah. feet away and he gave up. Right, it's like you know. a drill concept. It's like, no, fuck it, let me go to the next spot. No, fuck it, let me go to the next spot. No, fuck it. And then you got the dummy, like 
Daniel, right, that just doesn't give up, the dumb guy in, in high school, right? Really, like the guy that wasn't good at school that just kept fucking drilling. It's like, yo, I'm just going to keep going with this sales thing, right? Some people are like, ah, oh, fuck it, it doesn't work. And I just kept drilling, 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 and then boom, you hit the gold. So how, how do you, because of course, you know, every, everybody has, everybody's different. Everybody's not going to always be team leader A. Uh-huh. Some people are, you know, B, C, and you need that. But how do you, how do you, how do you get people? How do you get your teammates to get to that next level? Kind of, I don't want to say you, obviously, because nobody's going to be whoever else, somebody else is. But how do you get them to be such a high performer where they're operating close to your level or at your level? And how do you inspire people like that to just have that level of energy where most people don't, man. Most people don't have your level of energy, you know, yeah. and, and consistency. Man, I think, you know, the whole game of business stems from a confidence. You know, it's, it stems from confidence. And confidence stems from, you know, you knowing your shit, right? And you knowing your shit stems from repetition. So repetition, now you're like, yo, how do you guys, like, you know, I think the best people inside of organizations, they just repeated the information a lot of times. So they have confidence and they have experience. And not just for just forget the A players. It's like, yo, how does the D player get to C player? The C player get to the D player or the C player get to the B player. It's like, you know, I always say this. If you don't role play, you don't have an organization, right? It's like, you know, and this is for anything. Like, you know, I think some people come on here and they're like, oh man, this guy's so good at talking, but I said the message already 50 fucking thousand times in private. You're just seeing it in public right now, right? So to me, it's like anybody, anybody gets good. Any new sales rep, anybody develops their confidence from repeating the same thing. Because when you can anticipate, you have... Like, when you can anticipate, that's when, you're, when your confidence muscle is built up. When you're reacting, that's when you get in this, like, fight or flight mode. So, like, people's confidence inside of sales is fucking shot through the roof because when an objection comes in and somebody says, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and you don't know how to deal with that, right? You get into this fight or flight mode, you tuck your head down, and you walk away. But the person that has dealt with that objection 5,000 times speaking to the wall starts to anticipate the objection and gets excited for it when the objection comes in. So there's a big difference between, and that's when it's like, when you can get excited for a no, this almost becomes a game. You know what I mean? So I just think it's like, that, that's the anticipation muscle. It's like, you can get excited for anything because I repeated this thing so many times, right? So people inside of sales, it's like, the more you repeat it, the more you can anticipate. You're not in that reaction state, you're in that anticipation state. So for me, you know, I personally think it's one repetition, like beats anything. No, my live streams did them five million times. Sales trainings, five million times. I get better and better and better and better and better and better. And I tell my guys this every single day. I tell my girls this every single day. I say, listen, I just did my stuff more than a majority of people would love to freaking do it. You know, I just, every single fucking day, I would just repeat it. I just repeat it. I just repeat it. I just repeat it. Timing and repetition. Yeah, timing and, that's it. That's the formula, yeah. And yeah, you're the that. most consistent guy because I'll tell you right now, when I'm cooking and I yeah. look at 10-10 and I see <laughs> you popping up, I'm like, man, this, and you don't miss oh, it. Yeah, you're yeah. consistent with uh-huh. it. When did you decide to like build your brand and start documenting this whole journey? And by the way, like, wait, wait, like I don't, I want to make this really clear because I think some people are like, okay, uh, you know, this guy always loves doing it. That's bullshit. Like, you know, like, I don't know, last night I was feeling off. You know, but fucking 10, 10 came and I treat it like a job. So it's like whether or not I decide because you I show would, up, man. Yeah, like you 30 to 40 percent of the time. I guarantee you out of the 10 live streams that people watch every single week of mine, there is at least three to four times that live stream where I'm like, ah, I don't want to fucking do it. Right. That like I it's I think people are they 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 have the thing where they're like, OK, I got to when I'm going to do it when I feel like I need to do it. Like like this guy. And I guarantee feels, you nobody can really tell a difference. 
from maybe a day where you're like, I, like, I don't want to do it or I need to do yeah. it. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, because, you know, it's like, and, and plus when you get into the swing of things, like, you know, like you, you work it for five minutes, you're like, oh shit, it's not that bad anymore. It's just yeah. like going to the gym. Like the, the thing is like this, the muscle is not fucking built on the days that you want to go to the gym. And it's the same thing in business. People are listening and they're like, what do you mean? The muscle is not built on the days that you want to go to the gym. The muscle is built on the days that you don't want to go to the gym. And the people that you see that have great bodies, they showed up when nobody else wanted to fucking show up. Because nine times out of 10, yes, it's hard to get to the gym. Maybe your body's sore. Maybe you want to go out to the club. So the muscle is built on the days that you don't want to go to the gym and you still fucking go to the gym. The business is built on the days that you don't want to do it because that's when majority of people fucking quit their business and you still show up no matter what. That's when the business is built on the days and it's only a very few percentage of people that show up on the days that you know nobody. The muscle is not built the business is not built on the days that you want to do it the business is built on the days that you don't want to fucking do it that's when the business is built right and that's what you like when i look at somebody that has a successful business i'm like damn how many times this person just fucking pushed through like you know like how many because we're all human we could say whatever we 100%, want you know 100%, like behind, but right. i have my fucking problems you guys have your problems relationship problems family problems personal problems so when i see a winner i'm like this guy did nothing this girl did nothing but just fucking showed up that's the, that, that's that. all it is. That's all it is. Show that's it all. up. It's just showing up. That's it. That's a whole game. Ninety nine percent of the game is just fucking showing up. And I said my message more than anything. I was saying this. I think. I think. I think my lesson, my message, and my my ability to influence more than anything is just because I show up. And and if if sales is a trust game, right? And trust stems down to like you know you being empathetic. Right. And people like saying, okay, this is a person that, you know, can get me the results. So if sales boils down to a trusting, not strategy, it boils down to this. Can this person get me the results? This person says, then I'm building trust by just showing up. So what's more important, somebody knowing the best closing line or somebody showing up and doing this shit that they're going to say every single day. That's right. That's called integrity, morals, ethics. What's more important, somebody having the best fucking closing line or somebody saying, hey, you know what? After the call, I'm going to get this out to you. They hang up the phone and they get that out to you. That's more important. That's a trust thing. What's more important, somebody having the best fucking product or the best sales pitch or when that person says no to their product or sales pitch, they show up online and they keep pumping fucking content. That is more important than the sales pitch. Them seeing, okay, you know what? I actually trust this person. is more important than any product and any pitch because people buy people. People don't buy the products. Right. So they're like, I'm, I'm watching that. Like, okay. I'll, and, and especially like, I think, I think like also, you know, people that are watching this right now, I feel like the top people that you want to attract inside of your business or the top clients, they're just testing you to see if you're going to show up the next week, the next month, the it's next true. year. And that is something that like, everybody's watching. Yeah. Man. It's like something Everyone. you can't get emotional about. You kind of got to know that about business we, that I want to see if the guy's going to fucking show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. We say it all the time. Like everybody's watching uh-huh. whether they're following you or not. They're watching. You'll see them, whether in your stories or they'll creep up somewhere else. They're watching. And little yep. do, you know, do you know, within maybe a year of them watching you is when they finally say, hey, like, I want to do something with you. Uh-huh. And even like, you know, fuck, even it's like haters and people that don't like you. Fuck, just because I always say this, even if a guy shits on you, a girl shits on you, a girl writes something on your account, somebody unfollows you, Right? It doesn't mean that you stop posting valuable mm-hmm. content, entertaining content, right? 
Just because they unfollowed you doesn't mean that they're always done watching you inside a business. People are still fucking watching. Those are the right? ones watching the most. Yeah, yeah. Just because they unfollowed you, click unfollow, they're still watching your the shit. The most. And the thing is this. I think as a leader, if you truly want to serve and impact people, I think as a leader, as you stay consistent and you're independent of other people's opinions about you and they still clicked unfollow, but they still may be watching you, I think as a leader, if you truly say that you want to impact people, when that hater comes around, when the person that had doubt about your business comes around, you still accept them with open arms and you're still like, hey, you know what? You were in a weak position of life. I'm still going to bring you on as a client. I'm still going to bring you into my organization because I was at that one point. You know, I was at that point at one time in my life as well. It's not like, no, 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 you shit on me in the beginning. You didn't fucking support me in the beginning. This is human nature. Get used to it. It is. Right? You accept every, that's what a leader does. They, they put their ego aside and say, hey, you know what? That person was in a bad position in life. That's why too many people shit on haters and they're like, fuck these people. It's like, listen, you know, at the end of the day, we were all in a weak position. We all doubted ourselves. When we doubted ourselves, we wore off our insecurities to somebody else and we get that. But at one point we keep posting, you know what I mean? Eventually nobody hears the music the way you hear the music in the beginning stages. So it's like, then they're like, oh fuck, you know, this guy sounds good. Let me listen to him a little bit longer, you know? And we always know people are gonna judge. I was saying to my friend yesterday, I was saying to my friend yesterday, I'm like, imagine somebody came into my live stream, right? And you don't know who the fuck I am. Like you've seen a video and then you just clicked follow, right? You shared one of my videos and then one of your followers like, oh shit, this guy. this guy? Good energy, so they click follow. And then they see me on a live at nighttime, right? And then I don't know what part of the live that they come into, but I'm just fucking somebody up. I'm just going crazy, right? One of my sales guys <laughs> asks a question and I'm just like Eating with, it. with complete love. My audience knows it's like with complete love to help them out, but somebody comes in, right? Somebody comes in and they bounce out right away. Like, cause they're like, well, fuck this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, imagine somebody comes in with judgment right off the bat. They weren't there from the start. Yeah, but they weren't there from the start. So it's like in the beginning stages, all I said this to was my friend. I'm like, you know how many people probably come in and they're like, this guy's probably a maniac. Because nobody hears, like, they, they weren't with me for a year. They don't know my message. Maybe there wasn't value behind that message and they see me snapping or whatever the case was. But I'm like, this is the whole point of, you know, you know getting people on your side. You just keep posting till eventually they're like, I'm, I always say this. I'm like, stick with me for a week. Stick with me for a month. Don't like my shit. Don't, uh, don't, don't, you don't have to do anything. Don't repost. I'm like, just stick with me for a year. If somebody sticks with me a year, they'll see the, you know, the message behind the madness type of deal, right? So... I think people got to become okay with that, with people not supporting you. And last thing, bro, I know you guys have more questions, but the other thing about support and people supporting you is I don't feel like your warm market or, or the people that you grew up with necessarily have to, I said this yesterday, I'm like, they don't have to buy your shit or share your shit. I they don't agree. have to do that. And, and it's not like... It's not like they don't, because everybody's like, oh, uh, my friends should buy my parts. No, jackass. They have their own fucking problems inside of their life, and my, my friends and stuff like that. Yes, they could be my cheerleaders, and they say, yeah, bro, I support you. I don't need to be, my friends don't need to buy my shit, and my friends do not need to, to be my salespeople, and that's just fucking life. And, and the point is this. It's like, I don't, like, why the fuck would I want to build a business out of fucking pittiness because my friends feel, I want to build a business because I fucking added value and I have skill sets. I don't want to build a business because, oh, I need my friends to support me. That fucking dies out eventually. That's my true. mother never stroked me a $25,000 check. I want to build a business. And, and plus, 99% of the business is going to be your cold marketplace anyhow because they have the less judgment about you. They don't know who I was last year, last yeah. week last five years ago they didn't know they're that meeting I was you DJ where you're at today yeah 
but my war market is like, oh, I know that guy. I don't trust that guy. He was a DJ. He was a soccer player. He used to, I don't fucking trust. Mm. I know they have the highest judgment towards me anyhow. So why am I going to go against the stream trying to sell? Like, why am I going to go against the river? The river's come, the, the, the waves are coming in this way and I'm going against the river trying to sell my war marketplace, but they already have the highest judgment towards me. There's people out there that need my shit. I'm just going to go towards them, right? Yep. I'm not going to, that's a whole game of sales. It's like, you don't force, you find the right people. I'm not going to convince people to want my shit. It's like, I'm gonna find the people. I'm not gonna force people to want me. I'm gonna find the right people. I made the post on Instagram. I'm like, there's 8.3 billion people. I'm like, don't say it's, it's hard to get customers. Cause now you, I can't get customers. You're, you're already lost, you're yeah. done. You just said can't. That means you imply that you stop and you're done. There's 8.3 billion people on planet earth. It's not, it's, you can't not find customers. You're just trying to force And you just need this much. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. So when the light bulb hit and you said, hey, you know what, I wanna start uh, traveling around, start doing these events. Like, yeah. what got you motivated for that? Um, you know, I just think when I when I was doing, you know, I was working my sales business. I, it started once, once, once I was done sales. Actually, I was already in sales. The whole me training the sales teams and people. I was still in sales at the time, and I said, "Yo, I'm going to train a school one day about how to get a sales job." Right. So that was my first thing. At a like, school. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to train a school. A High college. school. Oh, a no, college. College. How to get a sales job. And I was in medical sales. And uh, one of my friends, he's working at engineering sales, right? So we just went into the school and then I trained a classroom. Like, I guess, the t I don't know how I emailed the teacher. I'm like, hey, let me teach people how to get a sales job. I'm a dropout college student. And you I, know you have, I know you have a, yeah. And I'm like, I know you have a sales class, right? It was a sales and communication class, right? And uh, I would love to show them what it takes to, to get a sales job and the skill sets that are required, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Uh, went into that class and trained them. It was like 40, 50 students in that class, a small sales class, right? It was a program inside of the college. And uh, it was game over from there. A kid came up to me, right? It's like early 2017, beginning of 2017, late 2016. A kid came up to me. He's like, yo, dude, like you changed my fucking life. How to approach people. How'd you get the job? How you got your job? And that, the, when he said, you changed my life, that felt better than any commission check in the world that I've ever received. And then I said, okay, I know I still gotta do this sales thing because it's making me a lot of money, but there's no fucking way in life that I am leaving this, like leaving this world without going all in on this thing, like of, you know, helping people out. Whatever the message is, I didn't have a strategy. So it, it all started from, you know, like day one, I, I started my, once I left, medical sales, I took a jump and I started events from day one. I had three people at my events, four people, five people, six people. And it just started you were growing. telling that story. Yeah. And you know, it was, it's, uh, it helped me in terms of my back end business as well, because as I was training salespeople, I can hire these salespeople and then I can outsource them and stage stages helped me connect with more entrepreneurs. And I was, I was doing other people's stages early on, right? I was doing my little workshops, but then I got hired for other people's stages, especially in 2018 and 19. And then I just realized, I'm like, fuck, I don't like doing a lot of other people's stages. And the reason being is because like people would give me like 30 minute keynotes and I'm a trainer. Like, you know, like, like I really like teaching somebody. Okay, you have this to is, go in. Yeah, like I wanted to show somebody, hey, this is what you got to do in a sales cycle. And 30 minutes to me just, it didn't get my message across. So I said, fuck this. I'm like, I'm going to build my brand bigger so I can do my own stages, even of 100 people, 500 people, 1,000 people. But that way I can run it the way I want to run it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Every year we just continue to build them out, right? That dude, badass man. Yeah, badass dude. I'm, I'm look. I'll tell you right now. 
you see, you know, we're going to say there's so many people out there that are going to call themselves number one this, number one that, yeah. you know, and, and, and I get it. Like, why not? If you feel you're number one, call yourself number one. But I'll tell you from seeing people who call themselves number one and me seeing you firsthand, it's just the way you approach it. The way you do it is what makes right. it stick out among some of the other ones that call themselves number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they're not number one at what they're doing. Sure. But when, when, when you put that, when you have, you know, talking about sales specifically, like I'll tell you right now, it's the, the way you make it so simple to understand. Mm-hmm. The way you make sales um, so, how do I say, personable and how you, how you portray that message when it comes to being so humanized um, and not so scripted and not so, hey, you know, here's a tactic for this. It's just more of like, hey, approach it and meet people where they're at now and also love mm-hmm. people. You know, and I think that that way that you do has had brought you so much success that a lot of people don't bring, don't approach it that way. And I think that that's one thing that, dude, I'll tell you right now, it's it's unique from your end because I'll tell you right now, a lot of people don't train it like that. A yeah. lot of people don't yeah, train it like no. that. And a lot of people train it very. You have to follow the framework for framework. You have uh-huh. to follow the script for script. You have and to follow the like handle that. the objections. No, you have yeah. to, you know, and it's it's the way you do it, man. It it's impressive. Dude. It's very dige- uh, digestible, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you guys noticing it. Yeah. No, um, that was my whole point too. When I got into training, right. I'm like, okay, you know, it all stemmed from, it all stemmed from a moment when I was in medical sales and, um, I'm walking out of a meeting, right. I'm walking out of a meeting and I was shadowing. It was like one of my, you know, first years and I'm shadowing this guy and you know, this, he was, I guess, one of the older heads inside of the business. Right. And I was in sales when I was young too, right? I studied sales, loved watching great sales mentors, et cetera. This guy doesn't close the deal. And, you know, we were walking out to the parking lot to get in our car. And he was inside of a deal, right? He was leaving the hospital. And as we were leaving, his personality changed. Like, it went from, like, this sales guy, like, so, you, you know, you, he was so sharp. He, you know, he had this, like, robotic kind of tonality. It was a little bit fake. It was a little bit robotic. And then, boom, he was loose when we hit the parking lot, right? And I'm like, fuck, that's where people get it wrong in sales. And I'm just thinking this in my head. I'm not going to go tell the guy this because I need to fucking get this guy's <laughs> position in six months. And I'm like, that's where fucking get it, people get it wrong because it's a people's game. It's like people just buy from people when they're themselves. And that was my whole message. This is my whole message usually when I'm training sales, right? It's yes, there's a formula, there's a process. But in that process, like, you, like I said, like, you know, it's, it's a people's game. You know, people want to buy people. So it's like, don't lose the human touch. I'm like, if you wouldn't fuck, this was my whole thing. I'm like, if you wouldn't sound like you would with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your fucking best friends, don't go fucking say it to a customer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people smell it more than ever. But why does that happen so much, man? Because people, when they get into sales, feel like they have to be somebody else. Because now they're start. It's like it's like that stigma where it's like I'm in sales. I gotta be like, hi, Johnny. How's your day today, dude? You wouldn't sound like that to your fucking boyfriend, your girlfriend, your aunt, your uncle. And those fucking people friends. know that too. Yes, and, yeah, they, man. and they and they and they know it. And it's the permission to say, hey, listen. When you're just authentically you, people will just fucking vibe out with you. They're going to trust you a little bit more. If I were to put, uh, if I were to just put somebody say, hey, listen, go work this cashier job at Walmart. And somebody comes in and they're like, okay, well, I want to get all these groceries. And you're the cash clerk. You're going to be like, sir, it's $87. Would you like to pay Visa or MasterCard, right? Visa or MasterCard, 87 bucks, right? Easy to ask for the money. You don't feel like you're a salesperson. You're just asking for money. Now you get into a sales job. 
And I'm like, all right, go ask for the sale. Ooh, and you start tensing up. Because it's this thing where it's like, you know, sales. Like, I can't do this. I can't. And uh, I think one stems from the belief. It's like, mm -hmm. if you don't believe, if it's hard for you to believe in your product, you're never going to ask for the money. Because then you're always going to start doubting yourself. If you have a little insecurity about your product, you're not going to ask for money. I always say this. I'm like, every single objection that you get externally is typically an objection that you're having within yourself. So if you're getting a lot of money objections, it's because you still don't feel like, like your product can make like people you. back a certain amount of money. So that thought creates a certain language in the sales conversation, which elicits to them saying, hey, you know what? I, I, I just don't have the money right now. It's maybe because you had a fucking money belief. Maybe you had a money disbelief and that money disbelief translates into the sales conversation and boom, the objection comes up. Oh yeah, you know, right now I just don't have the money because you didn't have the confidence yep. inside of the sales conversation. You didn't have the language that advances people throughout a sale because you still had a disbelief about money. Like any single internal demon that we're facing with inside of here is typically externally what we're gonna see, especially in sales in terms of objections inside of our business, right? So it's like, if, if it's almost like the thought of, you know, when you're like, you're almost like scared of somebody leaving you and that's the thought inside of your, like boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. right? And you're like, oh my God, I don't want this person to leave. And then eventually it fucking happens. You're like, I fucking knew it. No, no, no. It's because you had the thought in your head over the last four months that that person was gonna leave, which created a certain energy inside of the relationship. That energy, boom, the byproduct was that person leaving. But if you change the thought, the energy changes, the language changes, the person stays. Everything changes. So you're like, oh, what a coincidence. There is no fucking coincidence that every single person that you talk to says things like this don't work out. There is no fucking coincidence. This is the problem. It's that you go to bed at nighttime, not the way you show up on social media. Mm. You go to bed at nighttime behind closed doors and say, fuck, man, I don't know if this business is going to work out, which creates the energy, which creates inside of a sales conversation, your customer saying, I don't know if these things work out. It's because that was your thought before you went to bed at nighttime. And I know some people are like, oh man, this is very woohoo. No, no, just go back. Just monitor your thoughts before you go to bed at nighttime. I'm telling you, it creates the energy throughout the next day, right? So everything that's happening externally inside of your business, I can't find good people. Just look at your thoughts. You already fucked up. You're fucked. You're yeah. done. I had a friend say it yesterday. Man, I can't find hardworking people. I'm like, you get inside of this elevator, watch what's going to happen. Because you said I can't, you implied that you're done. So now you're going to get inside of this elevator, right? You're, you're going to leave. I'm going to leave with you right now. We're both going inside of this elevator because you implied that you can't. You stopped looking because I am. I said, you know what? There's so many freaking great people out there. I just got to find the right one. My mentality is like, I just got to bless the right person. I got to find the right person. I go in and because I know there's the right people out there, I'm going to compliment the person. I'm going to get in a conversation with that person. And what do you know? I fucking hired somebody great in an elevator. And because you said I can't, you stopped looking and you're done and it's over. Because you had the thought process, if I can't. And the thought, it's just the thought that fucks people up inside a business. I know if you say I can, it's because you've been thinking that all year, right? And you're never going to attract people now inside of your business. Right? Amen. So that is bad. big facts that you just dropped. Yeah. A lot of people underplay that a lot. It's not woo-foo what yes, you said because no, it's true. Because yeah. if you're thinking those thoughts and when you go in and you're asking for a $10,000 close, you, yeah. even a $5 close. Your that energy you feed off of it, and I'm yeah. not gonna buy off you. I'm gonna be, hey, yeah, you're weird. The vibes, the frequency, yeah. everything. How are you gonna ask? Like, listen, listen. I mean, exactly what you said. Ten thousand dollars. If you can't ask for ten thousand dollars, right? With like all the confidence, like, hey, the product is ten thousand. I know if somebody's weak inside of sales. If somebody says, hey, you know what? The product's five thousand. Let me show you why people pay five thousand. And then they start talking over the price. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's because you didn't, you didn't believe in the price, so you still felt like you have to keep selling over yep. the price. And they're trying to make that person when forget about the $10,000. Yeah, they should yes. be fucking silent after you drop. The price is 15000 bucks. Stay Shut quiet. Up. 
right? But because you don't believe that, the, that, that they can make 15,000 bucks and more, you still feel like you got to defend it. And you're scared of them saying no or whatever the case is. So really, as you overtalk the $15,000, you really fuck yourself on the deal. Because yeah. now you just sold yourself out of it. Maybe you said some shit that and, they didn't want anymore. And maybe they would have said yes. Yeah, maybe they would have said yes. <laughs> and then you said something, we're like, whoa, and wait, hold I didn't even know about that. <laughs> These people are working, I don't want to work with you. I, you fucked up. You talk too much, right? And that's what everybody thinks. Of. And, and, and about also, like, you know, you, the, when you said the $10,000, like, you know, the language creates the, the whatever you said, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you can't the energy. Yourself, yeah. it's the energy thing, right? It's the, it's the energy thing. It's like, you know, there's no loss. And I think some people sometimes, when you truly believe in your business, it's like when you have all that confidence that you have the best program, best product, best offer, service, I think the game almost switches because, you know, in business, you don't want to be the hunter. You want it to be the hunted. That's business, right? It's like you want to be the people coming after you. And when you have the energy, like you're a fucking gift and blessing to everybody, the game almost shifts. Like, why is it that customers always have to tell the salesperson or prospects always have to tell the salespeople no? It's because the salespeople don't have the confidence to tell the customer no. no. And if you, like, there's so much power in no to say, you know what? Before getting into this argument battle, when Menda says, man, I don't know if things like this work out. I, you know, I just need some time to think, but you know what, dude? I wanna work with people. I presented the whole offer, right? Usually at this point, when people see the vision, we lock arms and we absolutely freaking crush it. And I agree with you, you know what? Now is probably not the right time for you, right? And when it, when, whenever it is, I want you to come inside of my business thrilled. So I don't think now is the right time. Let's end the conversation. If anything changes in the future and you're ready to monetize your business, or if you know somebody else that needs a sales job or wants to monetize their business, I'll be here working my business, but I just appreciate the, the, you know, the transparency and the honesty. Dude, you have an amazing day. I gotta run and I gotta get to my next call. Now it's not, oh, but you didn't close the deal. It's how you feel going into the next fucking deal because I just held my posture. Everybody ha is in this begging state, yep. but imagine yes. how you feel saying, hey, you know what? Maybe you're right. I'm gonna hold my posture right here. I'm gonna go into the next sale like a fucking boss with my and like, I feel good. desk. I just said no to somebody. There's a power in no. You know what I, mean? I dare some salespeople to be like, you know what? You're right, you're not the right fit. People like, don't buy desperate. Yeah. They're course. not gonna buy from a desperate person. The moment people feel like, you know, like it's like prospects start needing you when you stop needing them. That's it. Like, you know, that's the energy. It's like people, when you, the, the moment they feel like, you know, you don't need them, they start needing you. That's, that's sales, you know? So. Dude. Yeah. Bombs, man. Bombs. And here's the other thing too, going back to the, the whole $10,000, $5 analogy. Something that I always love that you say all the time is I treat every $5, $5 deal the way I would treat a $10,000 deal. Yeah, dude. And I think that's something a lot of people make a mistake is that they don't treat every single deal, whether it's a lower offer uh -huh. or a middle offer compared to their, their high ticket, they treat it differently. And uh -huh. I feel like that's where a lot of people drop the ball as well. Because if you treated that low offer the way you would treat that high offer, guess guess what? When those people opt into that low offer, they're going to probably buy your fucking high yeah, offer later on because yeah. they're going to realize, holy yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I got this service with this, I'm going to fucking upgrade and pay the fucking 10K. Mm -hmm. it's, and How I love that. free shit, dude? Fuck even, fuck, I should have <laughs> said free. Yes, I should have said free. I put it on my story. I should have said I treat the free shit like it's 50 million fucking bucks. There's nobody in the world, and I don't give a fuck. I'm calling everybody out. There's nobody in the world that treats the, like the free value in the world like I treat fucking free value on Instagrams, Zoom calls, nobody. Because to me, I treat that shit like it's fucking $50 million. Just like you said, the low opt-in is gonna make people buy the $50 million. And if they don't, I still did my fucking job. 
You know what I mean? So it's like some people go less because they're not getting paid, but that's not business. Business is not work, get paid, work, get paid, work, get paid. It's work, 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 work. Get paid, work, 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 work. Get paid a little, work, 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 until eventually you get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid with a little bit less work. That's fucking business. So it's it's like, to me, it's like, people don't put respect, not even on the $5 thing, on the free shit. Like, I always say, I'm like, yo, sometimes you don't gotta buy the $50,000 mastermind. Just come inside of my Instagram live. Just I'll, get a taste. I'll beam in somebody, right? No, or I'll go all out, man. I'll beam in somebody. I don't hold back. I'm not like, well, I'm gonna say that in my course, so guys, buy the course. I'm gonna say, hey, buy Brother, the you're the first one I hear all the time. All the time. Pouring in with everything. Yeah. Free or not free. And, and, and you, know, you know what else I like, man? That a lot more people, I think, are starting to catch on to this, coaches, whatever. And I think audiences have to take in, like, you, there's a lot of good free shit online. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, yeah, there is. You know, things like this. The, the trick is this. As an audience, now, see, see, as a coach, whatever, myself as a trainer, I realize when I show up to things like this, I got to do what? I got to fucking show off and be the best. I gotta perform at my best. Like, like new audience, they don't know who I am. You know, like, like this is. I got an hour, two hours, so I'm gonna start saying a whole bunch of good shit. <laughs> I love think it. Think of it though. Think yeah, of it. I'm gonna it's start, true. Yeah. I'm gonna start throwing it on because, like, I'm like, yo, I gotta show off to Mendez's audience. I gotta fucking train these people to fucking fall in love with me in an hour. So. I think the audience doesn't realize a lot of the best information and trainings are sometimes in podcasts and shows and YouTube videos that is completely free because when that guest has an hour on the other person, they, they know, they, yeah, they're fucking, fucking pool people. Yeah, in. they're pouring, they're pouring everything in. It's like, man, you can get so much free information. YouTube University, it's a free subscription. Nobody fucking uses it, right? No. It's just crazy the way the brain is hardwired. It's like, you know, you got, it's like, oh, Daniel, I'm struggling in business. It's like, dude, Where's your fucking library card? Go on card? YouTube, go on Google. Yeah. Where's your <laughs> library card? There's so, you can fucking learn shit at the library. You have other, all these other subscriptions, but you don't have a fucking library card. I don't have it. Go to the library then. Even if you don't have your fucking Wi-Fi or your computer, just go to the library. Sit down in the library. Go read books. It's free. You can literally get books there. You can get books there that, that are, are probably even better than some college books that'll cost you a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy And this part. is the problem that, that I have with social media, that when they see, the, when they see your, your profile or they see what you guys are doing, they look and they're like, wow, you know, it's so easy to be a Daniel G. So easy yeah. to do what, what, what these guys are doing. But they don't realize the countless hours, all the shit that you've been telling us for you to get to where you're at today to provide all this value to people. And I think that's what happens to a lot of them. They go on social media. It's very easy. They consume oh, easy it. for them to say or easy for e them to do or easy. Oh, yeah. my man, Daniel G was so lucky, man. His, yeah, yeah. his dad probably hooked him up yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And they start coming yeah. up with these narratives and they don't realize that the main problems themselves because they don't believe in what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So they just give themselves an excuse and they start putting everyone else as the victim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's like 90% of the game. It's like, you know, everybody's gonna, you know, you know, I think as coaches and consultants, you know, the better we get, I think, yeah, maybe it, it does look a little bit easier from a third-party perspective, but the only reason as to why people are good at it without no script is because we've done it a million times, you know? Yeah. We put in the reps and no matter what, you know, there's gonna... Like you said, there's gonna be there's gonna be people that are like, oh, the guy's lucky or whatever the case is, and I think the ability to just still hold your posture when people call you lucky, still hold your posture when people you know, shit on you or hate on you or don't watch your stuff or watch your stuff or comment, you know, it's all a 360, man. I always say this. I'm like, do people are it's a it's a 360. You just stick it in long enough, right? I always say the vision is the art of seeing what nobody else sees in the beginning as well, right? So you just keep pushing, you keep pushing with good integrity. People come around the block and they're like. 
dude, what is it that you got? And sometimes invite you know? those people in. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Come, give it, yeah. come take, get a, a sample or taste for yourself. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. That's why, you know, like, I, I also think this, like, you know, I, I genuinely believe, like, anybody that hates on my shit, like, you know, I, I got haters. I'm loud online. I'm not that quiet. So, um, I, it's like, people usually criticize specifically internally what they're battling with themselves. So, like, you know, if you're gonna, if somebody's gonna fucking come in inside of my Instagram and be like, oh, man, what does this guy take? He has way too much energy. I guarantee you it's because you don't have enough energy and you wish you would fucking love to have enthusiasm, passion, energy. So, so self-reflection of exactly, themselves. Whatever you, whatever you're doing with inside is going to be, you know, a complete reflection of what you're going to fucking hate on me on. Like, if you don't like my fucking shoes, maybe you don't like your own shoes. I realize that. So if somebody rips on my fucking shoes, I might do. You don't like your own this, shoes. Yeah, you probably don't like your own <laughs> shoes, man. You go, look at your shoe. Probably, fuck, he's kind of right. Fuck. Right? I love. Oh that. man, those shoes are way too much. Your shoes are not enough. Right. Oh, this spots. guy's way too much. Well, where the fuck did not 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 get being enough got you in life? And like, here's a cool part: you can yeah. get these shoes too. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, man. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, dude, I love this man because look at the end of the day, it's it's funny because we can all admit to, and we've been there. We've yeah, been that yeah, person yeah, too, yeah, where yeah. whether we've voiced it out to people and uh-huh. actually put hate on, we've or we've hated on people in our own heads. We've all been there, yeah. you know, we've all been there and, you know, we've, we all know what it is to have done that too, you know, and I think that's why sometimes it's when we, even as coaches, when we get to a certain level, we have to also ourselves take a step back for a moment and realize, you know what, I've done that before too, you know, because true. I was pouring my own bullshit that I didn't believe or didn't love on myself because that person had more. Yeah, we're saying that because and, we've done it ourselves. And we're you know what, that's what's going on with that person. You yeah. know what, yeah. dude, come here, man. I want to show you something. And if you say no, great. But if you say yes, well, maybe that's an opportunity where now I can actually help you to see bigger and see that, yo, dude, we're all the same. And you can do this too and have everything that has been created over of here. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that if, if also as well as, as um, you know, the individual and the coach seeing that it's just the energy right there can create something special, man. Mm-hmm. Well, people need to get out of that scarcity mindset too, man. There's a lot of people that they, they don't want to get out of their, their place. They want it, but they don't believe that they can do it. So it's just seeing that just gain out of that scarcity mindset, which is I think is another big issue a lot of people face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I always say this. I'm like, uh, it's, it's more of the thought if you don't. I just put this on my Instagram. It's like if I, if I, if I wish Mendes' business didn't do well, my business is never going to do well. You know, if I, if I, if I, you know, if I wanted to, if I was mad that a fucking competitor is making more money than me, I'm never going to be able to make money because you can't, you know, you can't shit on something that you, that you wanted inside of your life that you prayed for at nighttime. So you're praying for a big business, but when somebody else's business is growing, you start shitting on their business. So it's completely impossible because you say you want financial freedom, but when somebody else gets financial freedom, you're like, well, fuck, why that person? That person shouldn't get it. They only did it for four years. That person started the business the same day I started the business. Why should they have it? So now you start questioning somebody else's success, and by you just questioning it, you fuck up exactly what you wished and prayed for at nighttime. So it's, it's physically impossible to you know, get what you want inside of your life. Like I said on that Instagram post, I'm like, if somebody wins, you gotta bless everybody. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you can't ask for one thing, and then when somebody else gets it quicker than you, you start saying, fuck that person, I should've got it quicker. Now you're blocking exactly what you wish and prayed for before you went to bed. It's impossible to get. 
And I realized that inside of my business, I'm saying this based off experience. In the beginning stage, I'm like, why aren't they fucking growing? Because every time I said I wanted something and somebody got it quicker than I did, I questioned as to why they got it quicker. So I was wishing and praying for something, but then I'd seen somebody at my level just get it a little bit quicker because that's the, just the laws of the universe. They, it works out the way it needs to work out. I questioned that, and because I had that thought process, not even saying it to that person, but questioning that or trying to shit on their parade even in my thoughts, I'm like, yeah, but that person should have it. I never got to the next level I got to. Because if you want abundance, it's like you got to bless it for everybody. If you want money, you got to bless money for everybody. If you want success, you got to, you know what? I'm happy that my, my, my competitors are winning, my haters are winning, whatever the case is. I'm not going to be able to shit on somebody and think I'm going to walk through this whole, it's impossible, it just won't happen. It's not the way, you know, the universe works. So, so brother, because I guarantee it, whatever audience, there's yeah. always going to be people who are going to love you, and there's going to be people out there doing the hate thing too. Yeah. So for all those people out there, what would you tell them? mindset wise is the first thing they need to work on in order to start developing more of that winner mentality and get out of that scarcity mindset and actually start believing in themselves what's the first thing that person needs to do right now yeah i mean um the first thing is this you know i think one is you got to realize whoever you're around inside of your life it's going to shape all your beliefs right and you have the ability to not necessarily like be like fuck you to your friends but say hey let me let go of you know everything that i was you know born because we're we're, we're all we, we've been programmed by the people around us teachers aunts uncles you know and that shapes us and it's not our fault it's not it's like i'm not blaming people for saying like oh i can't become a millionaire it's because no it's because your uncle that is making sixty-five thousand dollars said millionaires aren't created inside of this family that's why you think you can't become a millionaire right so like it's 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 the ability to say hey listen you know what I was all I was programmed wrong since I was a kid, right? And you got to be okay with that. Like that's the first step. You got to mm -hmm. be okay to be like, "Hey, listen, this was my fault. Anything like my name, that's not who I am. Somebody gave it to me. That's not me. My religion, that's not me. It's because I was born as XYZ. That's what I was born into, right? So that creates our thoughts, beliefs, actions and in your DNA, life, right? Exactly. So to me it's like the moment you start you're like okay, let me look at my surroundings. First thing is let me look at my surroundings. And my surroundings is always going to program me no matter what. So I'm going to leave, you know, I'm going to I'm going to disassociate from my current surroundings. What am I doing right now inside of life? Okay, what I'm doing it's because I'm around these certain types of individuals, right? It's like, you know, it's it's very hard in life. Like if you're if you're in a good relationship or you want a good relationship, right? can't hang around a bunch of single people no hard <laughs> can't right. even get advice from them either yeah it's, no. it's, it's very hard right so it's like let let me get around the right people first well daniel where do i find them well first are you committed to it yes okay second thing if you're truly committed to it don't take your 20 bucks and don't fucking go to the club take your 20 bucks and go to the nicest hotel across the street get around the right people get around the right conversations get around the right conferences right start attending different events or whatever the case is. Cause I, I guarantee you this, it's just one commitment can change everything. So meaning you take a hundred bucks, 500 bucks, and then you go to a conference and you invest that 500 bucks into a conference. One piece of information can change the way you yep. think for a lifetime. Your, your, your subconscious brain will never go back to regular form. You'll never go back to going to fucking clubs, Drake, Rihanna, Cardi B, just cause you took one. These people don't pay me to, to listen to their music, right? So then you start realizing that, oh fuck, like, Learn something mm -hmm. and then you learn something you applied it and you doubled your fucking income from one conference now you're like okay let me do it again let me do it again right so the first thing is like okay am i committed it's the first step like am i committed to like whatever i want half the people inside of life 
you know, they say they want a goal, but they're not truly involved with the goal. They're not emotionally involved with the goal. Meaning like, you know, I can't remember what it was. Once, I think it was like last month, I was getting into my car and I get a text message from one of my friends. And that's what made me snap on the video. So I put on my video, right? I, I, when I snap, I do it publicly. I don't, I don't yell. I'm like, let me go on my Instagram and teach the lesson quickly. Let me snap on my Instagram. Let me Love get my it. energy on my Instagram. I channel the energy, right? So Put like, it out there. Yeah, like, like, I, like, so instead of telling my fucking friend, yo, don't send me this, because this is what my friend sends me. Yo, uh, bro, by the way, so I was with so-and-so uh, last night, right? We were at this lounge. He's like, we were at this hookah lounge, and somebody said something about me, but they didn't know that, like, yo, I work for you, right? So he's like, yo, I started, to, I'm like, yo, I'll call you back, bye. Or I, I voice him, I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to answer to this. I'm like, stop it right there. I'm not answering this voice note to him. I turned on my phone and I went on fucking Instagram. I'm like, listen, because I know what I want inside of my life and I understand my goal and I'm committed to it. I'm like, I don't ever want to fucking hear inside of my life again. I'm like, this is my new law. I don't ever want to hear anybody in my circle. Nobody ever come up to me, say, this is what one person said about you. I'm like, I can give 10 fucks about what one person said about me. Because if my goal is truly to impact a billion people, like ah, I say I want to impact a million people, and that's truly what it is, then I don't give a shit about what one person says about me. My goal has a certain frequency, and that person doesn't meet my, that, I don't want to hear one person, what one person, I could give 10 shits about what that yeah. person says, what, what that relationship's have, what this person say, what, what that couple is saying, I don't give a shit, it doesn't meet the frequency of my goal. My frequency of my goal is to impact millions and billions of people, that does not reach the frequency of my goal. I'm sorry, leave it for somebody else, but because I truly believe in my my goal, I'm not thinking small like that. And I think people lack energy inside of their business because the goal is not exciting enough. So one little fucking thing distracts it. I know you're not serious about your goal if five people distract you. Mm. If five people talk shit about you, mm. you really don't want to make $10 million mm. at the end of the year because that's not at the frequency of your goal. If your goal was $10 million and you were seriously emotionally involved with $10 million, then that has a free certain frequency that it wouldn't matter what five people fucking say about you. But people, when they're not involved with their goal, they're not committed to it, their energy is low. So they're not able to say, oh, fuck that. They're not able to yell off mountaintops. If I were to literally give an example right now, whatever your goal is at the end of the month, right now, make the sound of whatever you make at the end of the month with your goal. If it's 50,000, if it's 5,000 bucks, you're gonna be like, oh, nice, man, we, we did it, 5,000 bucks. If it's 50,000 bucks, make the sound. You're gonna be like, Whoa, fuck, $50,000, holy shit. Like, man, we can get this, we can get that, we can get you off space, fucking retire my mom, buy a nice fucking car, do what I gotta do. I'm in that financial freedom spot, making $600,000. Make the sound if you were to fucking get a million dollars every single, you would be going crazy. If I wrote a million dollar check for you every single month, you would be going nuts. Bananas. I'm like, do, do, do the sound, do the emotions, right? You'd run up and down, you'd go crazy. So I'm like, your energy follows your goal. The only reason why you don't have excitement is because your goal is so fucking boring. So how do you push through a bad month? Your goal is boring. I'm not excited because your goal is boring. Oh, okay, no, I have a bigger goal. Yeah, but you really don't want it. So if you know your goal and you want your goal, right, your energy is going to be higher. Right? You're going you're gonna to be a lot more fucking excited. So how do we get more people to be excited or make more exciting goals so they can have more fucking energy? How do we do that? I mean, the first... It's pretty simple, dude. You, you Tell us, because, hey, a lot well, of people okay, don't so, have it. So, so, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let, let's reverse it back for a second. So, you know, you write down the goal, $100 million, whatever the case is. Oh, Daniel, that's nice. So, I dare you to do something first. Get your heart and your brain aligned with whatever comes out of your mouth you can do in the beginning mm -hmm. stages of business. I think this is so important for entrepreneurs at the beginning stage. 
I think you almost have to test yourself in the beginning that you could do what you say you're gonna put on a piece of paper. Because in the beginning stages, I think I said this in Houston, I was saying this to a bunch of entrepreneurs, I said, I'm like, you know, your heart and brain have to work in perfect harmony towards what comes out and puts on a piece of paper. So if you, in the beginning, don't put down 1500 bucks, right? Now, whatever you put on a piece of paper and you don't hit 1500 bucks, it's gonna stop trusting you. So the brain's mm. not gonna work towards it. The heart's not gonna work towards it. So to me, it's like, I gotta get these two things, whatever comes out of my mouth and put, I put it on a piece of paper, it starts trusting me. So I'm gonna put seven TikToks, four reels, and a thousand dollars at the end of the month, and I'm gonna fucking make sure that I do it. So next time, when I put another goal, my heart and my brain are aligned towards a goal because I need two of these things pumping. I need my logic and my emotions pumping towards a goal. So I'm just gonna start increasing, increasing, increasing until I realize like, fuck, I think I can start you know, increasing this thing. I start getting in harmony. Okay, whatever Daniel puts on a piece of paper, he says he's gonna put this on people, he doesn't. Because they remember what I did three months ago. So first I gotta get those things synced up. Because nobody really does shit that they Write say. that down, guys. Yeah. Write that shit down right now. Because I gotta get that synced. Everybody wants to hit a million dollars. It's like, first let me sync that thing up. You know? You can't be out of sync in the beginning stages. You gotta get these things synced up to what you put on a piece of paper. Whatever comes on your mouth gets on a piece of paper. Now it's physical. Now you see it. Now I got to get these two things working in line with it. I got to get logic and emotion working through, working through it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the first thing. Um, and the other thing is this. Now I'm going to fuck with some people because now this thought just came to my head. Why would you let a goal be more worthy than you? So some people are like, man, am I even worth the goal? Is the goal even fucking worth you? Mm. You're a human. Why should, why should a fucking number hold more weight than human capability? No, like, think of it. It's like, it's like, it's like we, we scare ourselves out by, oh, Lamborghini. You're a fucking human. You're allowing a Lamborghini to beat you? You're already is worth more. Lambo, yeah. Is a Lambo worth you? You're already worth more. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, why am I psyching myself out? I'm going to fucking smash this thing. You know? So sometimes I'm like, fuck that. Is the goal worth me? Right? Should I up it? Is the goal even worth it? Then you start pushing yourself, right? So, anyways. Dan, you got me hyped, man. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I feel like we gotta do a live right now. I know, right? Brother, you got me hyped right now. It's a Friday night and I love this right now, man. Christian, you got that live running over there or what? Hey, guys, it's a Friday night, by the way. A lot of you guys. Are all drinking right yeah, now. No, no, it's not even that. It's like. It is Friday that you said this. You guys are watching this. You guys are going to watch it a couple days. It's couple Friday. Days after. And, and it's funny because some people probably like, oh, man, these guys. But look, man, it's a Friday. We're working. We're doing a podcast. We're having fun, right? So it's, it's I, I want this. I want people to take this consideration like it is late on a Friday night. Most people are out right now, but, you know, we're still working our businesses. 100%. The way it gets done. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I don't take my foot off the pedal as I get better. You know, and I, th I, want, I want the people that just are watching me to understand this. You know, in business, we all suck in the beginning of business. And what we do, the only way we, we start getting better is we start doing a little bit more. So we start working the numbers. We start contacting a lot more people. I start doing a lot more podcasts. I start doing a lot more live streams. And as I start doing more, my skill set goes up. And as my skill set goes up, I can do a lot less and still get the same amount fucking done. And that's where people fucking put business because when they can do less and still get the same amount done, they start doing less. But in that period, since they did more, they got better, right? They should keep doing more. They should keep working the numbers and watch where they would be inside of their business. It's that most people fuck up. It's because 
when they start getting a little bit good, they start doing a little bit less. It's like, that's not when you take your foot off the pedal. That's when you fucking put it to the metal. That's when you're like, whoa, I used to call 100 people and only calls three. Now I can call 20 people and still close three. Imagine if I kept calling on 100 hmm. people. Hmm. That's 15 deals now out of every 100 people that I call on. But you took your foot off the pedal because now you got a little bit good. But imagine you kept the same work ethic, you kept getting better, and the percentage kept going up. You would be a fucking beast inside of business. They underestimate. A lot of people underestimate consistency yeah. and compound effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a compound of skill. Like, it's a compound of like, oh shit, my skills are getting better. If my skill get better, my percentage goes up. If my percentage goes up, right? Holy fuck, my numbers are gonna go skyrocket if I keep the same amount of work ethic, right? Yep. That's why I'm a, I'm a very curious person. I'm always just like, okay, what would I, how, if I push seven days this week, where would I end up in my business? Because mm. I'm getting so fucking good. I, but I've been saying that always. I've always been saying that. I'm like, wow, I'm getting better. So do you test yourself every day with something? Yeah, of course, of course. I'm like, dude, I'm getting better. So it's like, it's like if I went all in this month, if I went all in this week, where would I be? So I'm curious because I'm like, I'm getting better. I know I'm getting better. So most people would take cash out and go to Maldives for a month, but I'm just so fucking curious. I'm like, wait, wait, what are my human capabilities? I want, I know we're only operating off this percent of our brain. I'm like, what more can I do? You know, if I push into this, and then as you keep working that new opportunities start coming in and new challenges start coming in, right? And yeah. Where did you find this drive, man? Wait, well, I, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, work, like when you look at the, you know, work ethic, drive, hunger, you dissect those things. It's like, you know, work is how much you put towards a goal. That's work, physical output, right? Ethics is like what you stand for. It's like who you've grown up around, right? So to me, it's like, my ethics, what I stand for, right? What I stand for is stemmed probably from watching my dad and my yeah. grandparents work and my, and my parents work so hard because that's my ethics, that's my program, that's my environment. So I watch my grandfather work his ass off. I watch my dad work his ass off. And I think what, what's different with me is I don't see myself as the CEO, the boss, and the cool entrepreneur guy. And I think that's where people fuck up because they put the position on the pedestal I literally still see myself, dude, as a fucking salesperson, a fucking worker. Because I don't give a f You could take the fucking position. Take it. I don't give a shit. You could take the position. Say whatever. Oh, you want to call yourself whatever. Say whatever. But I still treat it as if it's a fucking job in my head. That's, and that's, and that's really why you're what it is. That's, producing those results. Yeah, like I still treat it like whatever. Like it's just my job. I got to gotta get up and do this. I got to get up it. and do it. It's not a choice. I don't make it. It's like, it's like I'm just going to gonna get up and I'm going to do And here's this. the thing too, like. You deliver the same amount of passion, energy, drive, consistency every day, whether it's in the morning, in the middle of the day, or at night. doesn't matter the day of the week. And like you were saying, it doesn't mean that every single day you want to fucking do that thing with the same energy, but you still find it within you to show up because you know you need to show up because you got people also that are counting on you. you know. And you also, as for yourself, you want to count on yourself too. Yeah. Because you know if you, you push that... That when you know you can tell yourself the next morning, well, I gave it my best. And I can go to sleep saying I gave it my best. It's a good point, dude. Because sometimes, you know, it's almost like, it's like you almost let people down that invested into you. Yeah. You know? and, and, and to me, that's huge. You know, people are waiting for me to show up and put out content and show up on a live stream. And their belief is in me. And it would almost be like like an insult to the people that have supported me over the last year. That's the way I fucking see it. So I'm not slowing down anytime soon because there's thousands of people that have already invested in me and it's just not money. It's just like in conferences or products or trainings. 
it's like their time. You know, they spent their time with me that they, they almost need me to show up the next yeah. day because, like, you know, like, I became their source of, hey, man, I need this guy in my business or in my life. You know, so it, it's almost just became, like, it, I, I feel like I would let everybody down. It's a good point that you just said, right? So that's, that's a lot of the time where it's like, you know, I got to keep my pedal to the metal because sometimes we always think so selfishly. We're like, oh, I don't feel like, yeah, but there's somebody out there that fucking needs you today, you know? And, and I, I, I think the people that are watching that are like, well, I don't have this big business and I don't have this big fan base or whatever the case is. I genuinely believe this. Even if you still don't have a big business, I think when you can come to the point of realization where every single person on planet Earth walks around with a sign on their head saying, please help me, I'm going through something, and you don't need to have a big business in order to help somebody and just drop a compliment to that person and just realize that everybody's going through a bad time in their life or everybody's struggling with something or everybody would love yeah. to get a compliment on something. And that's a leadership role that you played that day and you just complimented that person and you changed that person's life. Cause I know for my fucking self, I walk around with a sign on my head saying, Hey, please understand me, man. Why is it? like, you know, and then somebody comes in and they say something to me and boom, it shifts the direction of my day which could shift the direction of somebody's fucking life. So sometimes it's like, I, but Daniel, I have nobody to show up to on social media. Yeah, but you got humans around you every single day that walk around with the side yeah. of their head saying, hey, please understand me, I'm a little bit lost today. So one compliment to, like it doesn't have to be, I'm gonna compliment and then and get my pr product off this person. You just treat everybody with kindness. Yeah. You know, you just treat everybody with kindness. And you, and you do it that genuine yeah. love. Yeah. And when you do that over and over again, that's when you realize People then want to pour back on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, because that's it's just, just how humans are. It's just, it's just the way the laws of the universe and yeah. energy. It's and like, you don't expect anything back. Yeah, that's that's the that's, that's the, the biggest thing. One thing. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You know, you don't expect something uh, back. Just the thought of like the expectation is gonna. I just want to do it. Yeah, the thought of expecting something just fucks it up. Like that law. Of like you were saying, like, just yeah. the thought of the, uh, you know, I want that person's business or yeah, that yeah, a competition yeah, we'll a crumble. Yeah. It's the same shit. Uh huh. It's it's crazy, man. Because, you know. It's, it's, it's funny because we talk about this and you're like, man, it's so simple, but yet we make it so hard, you know? And I think that, um, you know, even ourselves at moments in our times, we're, again, we're human, you know? But I think it, it all goes back again to realizing that as being humans, the most important thing we need to understand is if we can just do one thing every day that's going to be making us better, that's uncomfortable, and we're willing to step into that area of, of the unknown, and we're willing to face that, whether what's going to happen on the other side or not. I think that's where things changes, beauty, success happens. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. This was fun. This was, dude. This oh, was no, this mega fun. This was great. This was mega fun. Yeah, I feel like this was one of like you know my, you know, funner, funner podcasts. Woo! You know, I, I can really say that. You know, this this one I felt uh, some good energy here, and I think the audience is going to love it. I think this is a good. I love oh, hearing yeah. that, man. And, and that's, like, the whole point of, again, and, I, you know, obviously the first one, people come in, we're always going to have a, you know, oh, Danny, let's go more into your work, or let's go more into some sales stuff. But it's like, dude, we've, we've been building a relationship for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we've become boys, yeah. you know, and it's like, now it's just like, just let's talk. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think, I think, exactly, exactly. That's why I, I knew, like, when we were doing this podcast, you guys are seen kind of, like, behind the scenes, I guess, at this yeah, in but, a way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said, I said, you know, it's always better, and this just goes ties in all our concepts that we talked about today. It's always better second, third, fourth, fifth time around, right? So, like, if if we said no to this, right? If me and you were like, oh, but we already did one, 
well then we stopped exactly what we wanted, which was to service more people. And then maybe we never got on these topics or conversations, which would have stopped everything, right? But because you and I are, you know, we're programmed the same where it's like, fuck it, let's do it, you know? I'm like, yo, who wants to do some more podcasts? Me and you linked up the second of, yo, all right, let's run it quickly. With no, with no nothing, yo, what do we, two seconds before, boys, you wanna talk about anything specific? No, let's just fucking run it, done, right? And it's that, it's almost, you can kind of see where people lose inside of business because they feel like everything has to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's no perfect decision in life. We don't know where the podcast is going to end up. You don't know where you're going to end up. You just commit to it. You say yes. And then you figure out the rest after. It's like, there's no perfect decision. You make the decision, then you find a way to make it perfect. That's business, right? So oh. it's like, anyways. This business happens in the moment. In the life moment. happens in the moment. Yeah. Friendships happen in the moment. Dude, Daniel, bro, I appreciate you, man. Uh, again, this was fun. Much love, brother. Where can people find find you and connect with you, man? Yeah, easiest thing. If you, it's your first time, you guys just listen to me. You guys can follow me at Daniel G on Instagram. That's it. Super simple. Guys, if you got value out of this podcast, we would appreciate it. Number one, just take one thing that stuck out to you the most and apply it. Not tomorrow, but today. Because I'll tell you right now, you got to take that motivation and use it where it's at right now and turn it into an action. Because if you wait, it's going to be harder. So do that right now. And, and I would do your guys another favor. I would like and subscribe okay, to this podcast because I'm saying this. I've done at least over 500 podcasts in, in the last few years. And I promise you, this was one of my most favorite. And probably you guys are going to get the most valuable about this podcast. So the most value out of this. So, I mean, if this was this episode... Think of all the next episodes to come. And I'm really saying this, guys, right? So, you know, they have the ability to get good answers out of their guests. So I would like, subscribe, share it, and they can give me a little bit of commission from it. Ooh, I see the twist there, baby. That's the closing statement. You guys should like and subscribe. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Guys, till next time on the Sweat It All podcast. This one was fun. The next one's going to be funner. And let's see when we get to the funnest. Boom.